Hello, and welcome back to Ender Pursuit. I am David Pearson, and thank you for joining me again on this next episode. I'm continuing my series of post-concussion syndrome, traumatic brain injury, or TBI recovery series, providing you the keys and information to help you or perhaps the loved one that you know to recover from this issue that most doctors don't really advise well on. In fact, they advise pretty poorly in my experience with most of the doctors that I've dealt with. But there are specialists out there. There are uh, special treatments, special techniques that can help get you back on course. There is hope. So whether if you're back fully 100% or get you back up to 80% or 90%, it is better to be up there than to stick around the 20 or 30 or even 50% where you've been um, or where you are presently. Uh, Brain injury is something to take seriously. Uh, Anyone who has uh, traumatic brain injury or post-concussive syndrome statistically is a number among being Well, those who are um, statistically, let's see if I can explain this better here. Statistically, they are, they're more prone to commit suicide. They suffer. They have a hard time. I know because I've had such an injury. Doctors originally diagnosed me with a concussion, then post-concussion syndrome, my present doctor still diagnosed me with that. The specialist that I went and saw, the clinics that I went and saw in Provo, Utah says, no, you have traumatic brain injury. I have the MRIs to prove it. In the previous episode, I have discussed them. I have a couple of scarrings on both the hemispheres of my brain. And it really, it really does uh, quite the number to you. But the treatment that I had received out in Provo, Utah was from Cognitive FX. So if you're suffering from it, I'm reminding you of it. Excellent clinic. If you cannot afford their price tag or if insurance will not pay for it, or if you cannot fly out there to get it, they accept people globally there. But if you can't do it, in this episode, I am covering areas as to how you can get this going at home in your local area. And if not finding a clinic in your local area, maybe one closest to you as possible, I'm going to be providing you uh, some of the tools to help get you started. Um, And we'll be discussing these more as we go along the way. Before I continue on any further, if you like what I'm doing with this podcast, I would ask you you for your support. And to do that, you can go to indopursuit.com. There you can find my podcasts, you can find my YouTube channel, and you can find various ways as to how you can subscribe, like, and share my videos. And I'm also on Patreon, so if you feel like that you want to do a donation and subscribe that way, please go ahead and do so. But I would definitely encourage you to like my videos, subscribe, share them, um, or even uh, like and share my podcasts. So I got the videos. And I'm also on Spotify, I'm on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, Anchor.fm is an excellent resource that I use to distribute my podcast to various uh, places. So I should be pretty easy to find. Uh, But remember, if you want to support me, interpursuit.com. Now to uh, continue on. 
uh, first off, I have a confession to make. Back when I was in college, I actually tried to get into the radio career or the radio industry. I tried to shoot for that. My degree is in communication. And it's a it's a double bachelor's I got. I got the double bachelor's in public relations and advertising. And I figured I would take that degree when I was going to school and I was going to use it for news. I studied journalism on top of this. I studied marketing. I studied a variety of things um, going this double bachelor's route. And I did the radio, regular DJing, and I would go ahead and talk and discuss. I enjoyed it up to a certain point, but it was not really me. What I wanted to do, and there's people that I idolized in the radio industry, I wanted to do talk radio. I really wanted to get my voice out there. So I tried out for it and I was rejected. Of course, the place where I tried out for it was at my local university, the the school that I was going to. Uh, We had a local radio station that broadcast in the area. So people got to listen to in their cars or at home if they wanted to, or even uh, through live streaming on a radio or on the computer, what I meant. Um, it was rejected. That was a little bit discouraging, but then I needed to remind myself at that time, I was dealing with a bunch of college students. I was dealing with a lot of different ideologies. And when I was going to school at the time, when I was going to school at the time, uh, it was actually very interesting. The students called it this university, a very liberal school. And I had just moved out from California to Ogden, Utah to go to school, to finish it, my schooling, that I started it in California, and I finished it in Ogden, Utah. And I kept on hearing from all the students as to how liberal this university was, WSU. And I was blown away. It's like, are you guys kidding me? You guys are some of the most open-minded people I'd ever met. You're some of the most conservative people I ever met. And if this is what conservatism is, this is what it is. Because when I was out in Los Angeles going to school, it was pretty far left, one-sided ideology. In fact, I would agree with the professors on most things just to go ahead and get along with them and help boost up my grade. And yes, When you kiss butt with the professors in Southern California, it worked. I should know. But when I went up to the school in Utah, I actually had to, it was a lifestyle change. I actually had to put in more effort. And I found that the professors at the school was trying to get you to think more for yourself instead of of, uh, going by with what one person said. They would teach you a principle. And then they would try to guide you through it. It it was very interesting. Some professors I've had where you presented where it seemed like a left side or a right side on political issues, they would present the exact opposite. And you think, oh, well, this person, this professor has to be on this side. But then yet, if you try to side with them on that, they would also present the opposite side. And so they would throw, they'd throw some things at you to make you think, So look at the bigger picture all around the circles. This is a great school. 
going back to the radio story though uh is rejected and discouraged and but i didn't give up there after i graduated i had made several attempts to capture attention i of radio personalities by creating things and sending it over to them uh, i tried to create online campaigns to grab their attention uh, i was really showing off my talents in different ways um, trying to not just apply for jobs i applied for these places too through the paperwork but i through online advertising i went and took various steps to try to grab their attention i even grabbed an interview from one place just by trying to do this stuff by being aggressive on online social media with this. But by the time I got the interview from one of my most idolized radio personalities, I locked up. I worked so hard to grab their attention and I locked up. I couldn't say a darn thing. And uh, it happens. If I were to ever have that interview again, I'm sure I can, probably pass it with flying colors and I wouldn't lock up. But at that time, uh, it was definitely very interesting. Um, I got discouraged from that too on pursuing the radio industry. But here I am now, podcasting, coming to you this way um, through YouTube, Facebook, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, uh, Definitely very interesting road that I'm taking on this. Now, I am an entrepreneur, so I do have my own business. That's why I'm not doing this every day. Uh, once I get a good game plan going, maybe if this channel grows, then I will grow it. I will do more with it. Right now, I am doing once a week thing. I want to probably try to do this twice a week and increase this even more. But Enough a little bit about my backstory and what I'm trying to do with this. I'm going to jump on in furthering the, the treatment in this series. The next step that I took. When I was concluding, I told you that I hit my head again when I was concluding the previous episode. And I started experiencing some issues again after I had my initial treatment. But before I did that, I'm going to tell you about a place that I went to, CrossFit. I, I have long thought about it. I love exercise intensity. I love to be intense when it comes to workouts and to sweat as much as possible. And I always knew I could find that with CrossFit. So the February following the October that I went and got the treatment, I knew I had to have exercise. Cognitive FX, the people over there made it clear, you need to be physically active. You need to have exercise in order to keep the blood flow of the brain going and to help you with the recovery. So that was in October. I went in February to CrossFit. Uh, I. I wanted to go. I kept on looking at this place on wanting to go there and I wouldn't go there. So finally, I went to their website. I filled out an online form and I just said, asked him a question like, hey, can I come on by? And he said, yeah, you can come on by. Uh, we got these times available. I'll be expecting you. I'm like, great. I'll be there. 
right at this time. It was definitely very welcoming. I went on in and my first class, it seemed pretty easy. I'm like, okay, this isn't so bad. This isn't so bad. But the more I went, the harder it was getting. And I was also blown away by the unexpected. See, when I went to CrossFit, I was still having issues with my head. I knew I was still having issues with my head. Cognitive FX told me I would still have issues. It's all part of the recovery process. It's going to be months. It's going to be a three-month process, six-month process, nine-month process. It's like that pendulum swing. You're going to have good days. You're going to have bad days. But over time, the pendulum will start to slowly but surely stop, and you'll be stable. And I was experiencing those extreme highs and those extreme lows at that time. Sometimes I would just still go blank. And sometimes I would be highly active and communicative. Sometimes I would think clearly. Sometimes I would not think so clearly on those other days. I was blown away by CrossFit because I was challenged not only physically, but mentally. I knew I was going to get a good workout, but I did not know how much exertion I was going to have to put in with my brain to think about things, to think about the different combinations of the workouts, but not just that. But you have to know your math. You have to. If you want to get a good workout in with CrossFit, you have to be able to think on the spot with math. And I tried. When I first tried in the beginning, it was very challenging. (laughs) Other people found that I was struggling when I was new there, and they were very helpful in showing me how I could do math quickly, or they would try to think for me and say, hey, you need to write this score down, or you need to put it this way. And I would try to think because of all these new concepts trying to gather up in my brain with my post-concussive syndrome and my TBI that I was trying to recover from. I couldn't think. It was really hard. They showed me where the whiteboards was. I guess it's common for CrossFit classes or CrossFit gyms to, um, or more more appropriately, boxes, if we got any CrossFitters listening in, that they have whiteboards for the students to grab and to write things down. So I started doing that more. The more I got into it, the more I learned, but I really felt my mind being stretched. Uh, The... uh, head gym owner would uh, on my bad days when he would go over the routines and he would go over uh, what we need to do in these routines. He would call me out flat out. He didn't know what was going on in my head. I didn't tell them I was a little bit embarrassed by it. And I just figured I'm going to push through it. And he would call me out whenever it seemed like that wasn't getting it. And he would ask me what we were going to do. I'm like, I'll be honest. I don't know. And he'd um, get frustrated with that, but eventually I did come clean to tell him what my issues were. And and uh, but I've noticed that as I was doing this more, my mind would get better, my brain would get better, my thought process would accelerate. And that pendulum that I was swinging, that cognitive FX told me about, where I'd have my very high days and very low days, and but it would eventually come right into the middle because of the treatment that I took. CrossFit helped bring that down rapidly. 
I was enjoying it. It was amazing. I was improving my life physically. And I was still eating all the foods that I wanted. It's like, hey, I'm doing this extreme exercise. I'm going to eat these foods that I want. And uh, then my wife being pregnant with our third child the following July, we had the diaper bash. Her, uh, her friend, her good friend, put on the diaper bash for her, inviting uh, all her other friends from our local church. Since we were still new in the area, we didn't know very many people. So her good friend put on together this uh, diaper bash, and it was fun. We played games, and we, we had an amazing time, but I was helping to unload the car when we got there. And without thinking, we... We had the car on the road and I had pulled the car in reverse to park it and I was on the sidewalk. And so I opened up the SUV with the door open, not realizing that the top part of the car was at the same level as my forehead. I was just going on in, unloading the car pretty rapidly without thinking, turn around. I hit the exact spot that... I had the injury where it caused the injury from the auto accident. It irritated my head. In fact, I didn't feel the effects immediately. It was probably about 30 minutes later where I started feeling my head go fuzzy again. And when it did that, I got frustrated because I knew what I did. I knew I aggravated the injury. I knew I had caused new damage. And after that, my temperament was starting to shoot up again. My personality was changing again, where I went to this clinic um, to go get these things resolved for my initial head injury. It was all being pulled back in reverse. But on top of that, I started experiencing new symptoms. One of these symptoms that I had it is something that I never experienced before in my life, but now I can feel sympathetic towards people who have it. Social anxiety. And it was either happened because of the being hit on the head or my body was going in self-defense mode and it was just saying, if you are around a group of people, you are going to suffer and hurt. And so my body would react. Maybe it was something like that. My body was going to self-defense mode. I couldn't be around people because it bothered me. Lights started to bother me again. And I didn't know what to do. I was thinking at the time because I had just started to work out the settlement with my attorney, with the insurance company. And things were already going down that road and I didn't know what to do. It was like, wow. I did it. I tried to endure it for two months because I didn't think I was about to do anything else. Like, okay, just wait on it, give it time. Things will go back to normal. Come on. I I went through that car accident. Things are not going back to normal for me when I went through the car accident. And here I here it is again. I aggravated the injury, not just aggravated it, but I probably caused some new injury going on when I hit my head. And I was being stubborn but I was not getting better. I was getting worse day by day, week by week, month by month. 
I am so sorry, you guys. That was a loud, that was a loud crash. I need to go check on that. Um, that happened upstairs. Uh, one of my family members. Uh, I will be back on in a moment, and I will continue this show. I am so sorry about this. Hey, I'm back. Um, thank you for waiting. If you're waiting uh, on the podcast, of course, that part is going to be completely deleted and removed. Uh, I apologize for heading out on that. Um, I thought it was the uh, next floor up where uh, my family was at, but they were actually all the way up uh, upstairs. I'm in the basement and they're all the way upstairs and they had a pretty nasty, uh, nasty fall, but everything's all right. And I had to go check on that. I just couldn't hang around there. Uh, so sorry again that I had to leave. I love my family, so they get priority. <laughs> uh, so anyways, back to the story. After suffering for a few more months from hitting my head, I was praying to God and asking him for help because I couldn't spend another 10 grand to go out to 10 grand alone to go to the clinic for more treatment, let alone to buy the plane ticket and hotel to stay at while I was out there or to, to go back out there. And as I was praying about it, I remembered I remember the tool that was used from Cognitive FX that really helped my brain accelerate in thought process, multitasking, and really get things aligned with personality. This tool is called DynaVision. I'm going to say that again. DynaVision. I went to Google and I typed DynaVision in the search, seeing if there's any local clinics in the area that had it. Because a thought came to my mind as an answer to prayer. If a clinic had DynaVision, they're probably the right place for me to go to get local treatment. I found one. I found a clinic. It was a post-concussion clinic. They didn't go into the scientific methods like Cognitive FX did. They didn't have the MRI or the FNCI scan. They didn't have any of that to measure any brain waves. They just had physical therapists. And they ran on the theory of retraining the brain to activate new areas to to help take over the areas that control your body or control your temperament um, in different ways. Cognitive effects, they're about reactivating the brain. This clinic that I went to, uh, this therapy clinic that I went to, was all about training the different areas of the brain. But some of those games and techniques that they were using, I don't think they really clearly understood because they didn't have the scientific method in front of them. They didn't know they were reactivating the areas that I was re-injuring. That's what cross. That's what uh, cognitive FX had showed me. But I went there. They got me on DynaVision. 
And I played those games. And I played what other activities that they had that helped me regain my balance, regain my focus. Day one, when I went in there for my first treatment, my temperament disappeared and I was happy. My brain was on fire. I went back to the office. <laughs> I went immediately back to the office and uh, my sales manager was sitting in there. He was coming up with an email campaign to send out to customers and to supposed new customers that we could have. He had this long written out paper and I looked at him and was like, "Wait, you really don't have experience in sales on doing this. <laughs> well, in, in sales with email campaigns. After my first day on going back to the, on going to uh, the local uh, concussion clinic, I looked right at that email. Within seconds, I tore it to pieces. I didn't zoom out. I just said, give me that paper. I hopped on my computer. I, I read his whole thing in a matter of seconds, which I haven't done for a while. I put that paper down. I was typing up a whole new email campaign. So where he went from here on having this long, hardly broken down paragraph emails, I took, I took my writing skills and I broke it on down to three paragraphs with two or three sentences each. And I showed this to my business partner and I said, okay, here's two email campaigns. Which one did you go for? He grabbed my email campaigns like we're doing this one. Like, that's it. That's it. So. Gosh, I was stoked. I was happy. I was excited. My energy was through the roof with that. And I went back through a few more sessions. In fact, they they did something that uh, cognitive didn't do. Cognitive did work on my balance, but. Um, I didn't fully have my balance back, and I knew that. But this clinic, they had a specialized balancing machine, and this was actually more on the scientific method on retraining the brain, which was great. It's the only thing that was really, really that they knew the whys on it. They knew the whys on the other things, but they didn't have a complete understanding of the whys without the MRIs or the FNCI scans. But they tied me up to a machine. There's areas where I would fall back and fall backwards just freely without having been able to catch myself. But they worked on it, was able to get me restored and was able to stand normally, walk normally without without uh, balancing or without um, uh, losing my balance issues, which I've experienced quite often uh, with that as, as a result of the injury and the re-injury. So here it is. I shared with you my stories. There is a clinic in Provo, Utah that is known globally among people who have had head injuries. They get people from all over the world to get this special specialized treatment. And there was a local clinic here in Omaha, Nebraska. If I can find this help, you can find it too. Now, 
it was cheaper for me to go to the local clinic than it was out in Provo, Utah. But I'm I don't regret the Provo, Utah one. I needed that. The local clinic, I needed that too. They both were fantastic and they both were excellent choices for me. Now, what about you? For me, uh, on e- my insurance out here in the area, they wouldn't cover it. It cost me about $110 per visit. It was $150 for the very first visit and then $110 after that. Depending upon where you live at, you can expect to pay that same amount, but I spent less there than I did out in Provo. Still well worthwhile. But what if you are being stubborn and you don't want to? Are you just going to accept the life that you have? Are you going to be ill-tempered? Are you going to be debilitated? Are you going to just sit around the couch depressed, wondering what you're going to do with yourself because you refuse to go out and get treatment or to even look for it because some doctor tells you there's nothing they can do except for you to sit in a dark room with your eyes shut or here's some prescription pain medication. It'll help with the inflammation in your head. Only for that drug to eventually kill you someday or to give you that potential. There's methods out there, there's treatments. You're not alone. And if you're being stubborn, I would encourage you to find a way to get the money to do it. Now, what if you can't? There's brain games that you can do. Brain games. Uh, One of the brain games, one of the games that actually got me back on fire is an object game. If you're watching me on the video, you're going to see this demonstration. And if not, I'm going to describe it the best that I can. But this is where you work with the eyes. And the eyes is actually very key to how your brain functions. When you move your eyes from left to right, up and down, even at the angles, left from left to right, up and down, angles, go in circles, you're actually forcing blood flow to your brain. So there's games that you can do. You want to start off simple. You, you want to be able to eventually be multitasking, but if you want to go ahead and start doing this, here's a trick. Take your thumbs. Put them up. It's like you're giving the world a thumbs up with both your hands. <laughs> it's really that simple. Uh Give me a moment here. So I'm going to be looking back and forth at my screen while I'm doing this because I want to make sure that you can see my thumbs and see the technique. So you take your thumbs, you give the world a thumbs up, you stick it out in front of you. You bring it off to the side. You make sure that it's in visual when you look straight ahead, but you can't see your thumbs. You can't necessarily see your thumbs straight ahead, but when you look and you're looking straight ahead, you can see your thumbs at an angle. Now you take your eyes look to the left and look to the right do that 10 times now that is just for practice you want to go as fast as you can fast you have your thumbs out thumbs up now watch my eyes i'm looking left to right as fast as possible and you want to do it 20 times 
And once you accomplish that, you're going to get eye strain off this, but trust me, it works. Once you're done with that, bring the thumbs up and down. And when you're looking at your thumbs, don't just stare at your thumbs, but look at a specific thought spot on your thumbs. So look at your thumbnails. Once you get it up, look up. Once when you get your thumbs um, above your head and below your head, remember you want you don't want to see them straight ahead, but you want them you want to be able to barely see them so we can force your eyes to move. Now you look at your thumbnails 20 times fast, up and down. Then you bring your thumbs at an angle, one above the head and the other one below the chin. Angle, you make your eyes move at an angle. And if you're seeing this on camera, you can see how I'm doing it. And then you go the opposite direction with that angle, flip the angle the other way, just look at your nails. You want to do 20 times each. And after you do that, go three rounds of that. You keep rotating. You go horizontal, vertical, angle one, angle two. You're forcing your eyes to move in different directions. If you're suffering from this injury, try it. These simple games will start to reactivate your brain. It will not get you back fully on the track, but fully on the path that you need to be on, but it's a start. It's a start. There's another game. Uh, there is a specific name to this game, and I don't recall what it is, but if you're to take a string and... I don't have the string on me, but the string has three beads. You take the string with three beads on it, and you hold one end to your nose while you hold the other end out. Straight ahead. You have the three beads on the string, and what it is is that you take your eyes, you have one bead closer to your nose, one bead in the middle, and one bead further out, closer to your hand away from your face. You take your eyes, slowly work down the string and look at one bead, slowly work, work down the string, look at the other bead, and then eventually look at the bead closest to your thumb on your nose. Now the challenge is you want to see an X with those you want to see an X with a string as you're looking at it. But you want the bead to be one object. So when you're looking at it, you're eventually crossing your eyes. And you cross your eyes, you see things tend to split. You want the view of the string to look like an X, but you want the bead to look like a single object. If you are finding that the bead closest to your nose is not coming together to be one, you have some work to do. But that's okay. That's what this exercise is for. You just go back and forth. Do it 10 times each, back and forth, going up and down, and then take a break. Do that once in the morning, once in the evening, and then start over the next day. And do it for about five to seven days and see where your progress is at. You are taking your eyes, you're causing strain in your eyes, but once again, your eyes is key into activating the blood flow in your brain. So... Simple games to help get you started off with. Is this all to traumatic brain injury recovery or post-concussive syndrome recovery? No. 
<laughs> this is just another step, but it helps to rapid recovery. There's another step. I spoke to you about CrossFit. And CrossFit Even though I fell in love with CrossFit, I've done CrossFit for over a year and a half now. I'm still not the best. I've, I'm getting techniques down. I'm still getting exercises down. And I still see where my head can, can play little tricks on me. But I, for the most part, I'm getting quicker with the, with the thought process in there. CrossFit is big into nutrition if you're really going to fully embrace that and i'm only recommending that because of everything that it offered i'm i'm recommending crossfit because of everything that it offers physically mentally getting the brain treatments and getting physically active and taking control of my nutrition which is highly encouraged and challenged at CrossFit. Helps bring true happiness to me, true balance in life, emotionally, spiritually, and physically. Now, if you can't do CrossFit, try to do exercise, some form of exercise. Anyone can do CrossFit. It can be modified. So if you say you have this injury or you have this issue here, that's okay. Things can be modified to help you improve. You can always improve and be better. I've tried different diets through this CrossFit class. I've been challenged to take up different types of diets, but there's only one that blew me away. And that is going to be covered in my next episode with this continuing series on rapid recovery from post-concussive syndrome, TBI, or traumatic brain injury. Thank you for joining me. I appreciate, I really do appreciate you for listening in. I hope this information helps. Please leave a comment. Uh, if you're watching this on YouTube or Facebook, please leave a comment. Uh, if you're an Anchor FM, you can leave me a voice message. Or if you want, you can email me directly. You can email me at inthepursuit2020 at gmail.com. Ask me questions. Start engaging with me. I want to hear from you. If, this is, if you're finding that these things are helping you or if this is putting you on a better path or if you know that this is helping someone that you know or maybe... Maybe there's some things I'm not covering on here that you think that can be covered that will help. Please reach out to me. I would encourage it. I'm David Pearson. This is In the Pursuit. And until next time, have a good night.